I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you. Oof. <laughs> That was uh, that was not fun. That was a tough one. A, a seventy-nine to fifty-seven loss at Michigan. Uh, a, a bad night for the Hawkeyes, and uh, none worse than for Jack Nungy, who left the game early in the first half with a um, apparent knee injury, a leg injury. Uh, did not return. Saw reports that he was back on the bench with crutches. Uh, it was a non-contact injury. Just kind of put some weight on it and grabbed his knee, uh, the same knee that he had surgically repaired last year after tearing his ACL. Um, obviously, Jack has had a rough go uh, between that and the death of his father at the start of this season. Obviously, those two things aren't comparable, but um, so you hope. Uh, and pray for the best for him. I'm sure we'll find out relatively soon the severity of that. Um, but that's that's kind of the first thing that you need to mention out, out of this game because uh, while I don't think it's you know a season ender type injury for Iowa the way Garza injury might be, um, it's it's huge. You know I don't want to downplay it at all because just on the court. Uh, Jack Nungy has had some really big games. He's been um, a really key player, one of the first guys off the bench. Can stretch out. You know, he he can hit threes, but is a hustle guy, is an attitude guy, and is a guy who can spell Luka Garza. Uh, Would have been interesting to see Jack Nungy play in this game tonight. Would he have been able to take advantage of some of the, um, you know, contested but but makeable looks that Luka Garza wasn't able to make tonight. Would he have had more luck down low? Would they have played a little bit more together? Um, you know, things we'll never know. But, again, you just hope that this isn't season-ending for Jack Nungy. Um So we'll wait and see about that. But, you know, more than anything, more than the basketball, more than, you know, any of that is you feel for that, that kid. And you hope that, you know, things turn out okay for him. Tough night, man. Uh, (laughs) Ended up just being a blowout. Um, A sloppy first half, really from both teams. Uh, Iowa kind of fortunate to just be down three at the half. um, But didn't play well in the first half. And gave up a lot of offensive rebounds. Had 
uh, a lot of missed shots. Just a tough night all around for the Hawks, and, and a lot of that was due to Michigan. That's a good team. It's a really good team. Um, and a really good program, man. A scary program right now. Juwan Howard looks like he knows what he's doing. Uh, shock, right? Um, and they've got a hell of a team and apparently a hell of a recruiting class, as they talked about on the broadcast. I think three of the 24 McDonald's All-Americans this season are, are going to Michigan. And that type of recruiting will not slow down, I don't think, for Juwan Howard, and certainly not with the kind of team he's putting on the floor right now. Hunter Dickinson is a freshman. You're going to want to see that guy in a couple years? Nope. <laughs> Me neither. Um, player, man, and he played he played well against Luka Garza. Why did Luka Garza have a tough night? Part of it was Hunter Dickinson and and the athleticism and kind of, uh, you know, just quality of Michigan's big men. Part of it was he got fouled a lot and didn't get a lot of calls. Took three free throws tonight. Uh, was not able to draw the fouls that it appeared at times were obvious. Um, but more than anything, he was just off, right? He, he missed shots. Just four rebounds for Luka. Now, three steals, I think, all in the first half. But then you look, he's got 16 points, which is wild. Um, led the Hawkeyes in scoring, even on uh, you know one of the worst offensive games we've seen him play in quite a while. Six of 19 from the field was Luka Garza. And a lot of those were, again, not easy shots, not wide open shots. Not gimmies, but shots that we've come to expect Luka Garza to make. You know, post moves that get him the type of looks that, while contested, are makeable. And so, uh, just a tough night for for Luka. And really, you know, nobody had a great night. I would say C.J. Frederick played really well. He had nine points, four or five from the field. Had a couple of really timely baskets. I would say Keegan Murray played very well. He had a couple of, you know, he had a five-point run there by himself where... It looked like it was about to get away from Iowa. But he had seven points and six rebounds. Joe Wieskamp had 11 points. He was off again from three-point land. Off again from behind the arc. One of five there, but four of nine from the field. Five rebounds. Jordan Bohannon had 13 points. Two of six from three. A couple of big threes. Three free throws. But just four of ten from the field. A couple of turnovers, a couple of fouls. Well, you know, no assists, no steals, losses, man, on defense a couple of times. So I guess, you know, you'd say CJ had a good game, Keegan had a good game, and nobody else really did. Connor McCaffrey also went down with an injury, though that was later. He ended up with eight rebounds, uh, but that was in the second half. Um, he was back on the bench, and uh, I think it was Mark Emmer from the Des Moines Register who tweeted that he looked like. Uh, we didn't see him come back in. And, you know, some tough minutes for, for Patrick McCaffrey. He had a kind of a rough go of it. 0-4 with a turnover. Uh, Aaron Uless, a couple of turnovers. Um, why were they in in that critical moment against one of the best teams in the country when Iowa had just cut the lead, thanks to Keegan Murray, to like seven with 11 minutes to go? Then you bring in, you take out CJ and, and Wieskamp, you bring in Eulis and and Patrick, and the lead balloons to 11 in a few minutes while I was just 
taking bad shots, ill-advised shots. You can't do that against a team like Michigan. And Iowa was just not on the same same level as Michigan tonight. Their big three were very good. Franz Wagner, 21 points. Really turned it on early in the second half. Is It really kind of sparked Michigan's pulling away of, from Iowa and, and never really looking back. I think once Michigan built that 11-point lead again, I can't imagine it got back to, you know, maybe it got to double digits. I'm not going to look through the play-by-play to see. Isaiah Livers, 16 points. Um, and Hunter Dickinson, 14, and did a really good job uh, guarding Luka Garza, did a really good job offensively against Luka Garza. And, you know, that's kind of the, the story of the game. Their, their three best players were much better than our three best players tonight. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Look at the team stats quickly. Um, Iowa just shot 35% from the field, 21 for 59, 6 of 19 from three-point land, 31%. Uh, way off there. you got to be better than that. Michigan, 8 of 17 from three. Almost, you know, They had the exact same shooting percentage from inside and outside the three-point line, 47.1%. Rebounds were a, a big story, certainly in the first half wasn't nearly as lopsided as I thought it would would end up being. Michigan out rebounded Iowa 41 to 32, but the offensive rebounds 12 to 7. And I think Michigan had like eight or nine in the first half. So Iowa able to clean that up a little bit in the second half although they the Wolverines missed a lot fewer shots in the second half. Scored 47 points in the second half after just putting up 32 uh in the first. Iowa played good defense for a good portion of this game, but um as often happens, the offense goes stagnant. That leads to bad defense, and a really good team like Michigan uses that to pull away. I would just four assists on 21 made shots. That's real low. That's bad. Just nine turnovers, so not terrible there. That's that's about the season average. Uh, and they were they were matched up on fouls. Both teams had 13. So. Really, the story of the game was the offensive rebounds for a while. But, I mean, honestly, the story of the game is Michigan was a better team. Luka Garza did not play well. Iowa didn't shoot well. And the defense kind of fell apart when the offense went stagnant. So, obviously, up next for the Hawkeyes, uh, the, the Sunday date at Ohio State becomes a huge, huge, huge game. Ohio State playing Michigan State right now, um, but Iowa kind of needs needs this one now. You know, you felt like you really wanted to get a split of these two games. Would have been nice to get the first one, so there's not all the pressure on the second one. Um, you you like the the fact that Luca Garza has the type of mentality that I'm sure he is um, upset with himself. I'm sure he is going to come back raring to go for the Sunday game at Ohio State, and I, I think we'll see a good Luca Garza that night. The question is, um, you know, who's going to show up with him? 
It was a close game in Iowa City. The Ohio State lost by four, but that was down to the wire. It didn't feel like Ohio State was head and shoulders better than Iowa, the way it felt like tonight with Michigan and the way it felt like with Gonzaga. And that's kind of where I'm, I'm headed here. We'll find out Sunday um, exactly where this tier thing is. Um, but I was clearly not one of the best teams in the country. Now, I guess it depends how you look at that. Is Iowa one of the best 15 teams in the country? Yeah, I think so. Is Iowa one of the best four teams in the Big Ten? Yeah, I think so. Is Iowa one of the best four teams in the country? No, they're not. They're not. They could jump up and beat one of those teams for sure. So don't, uh, you know, there's nothing off the table here. If Iowa plays really well, if they're shooting well from three, if they play the way they did against, you know, North Carolina early in the season, if they can find another gear in a, on a given night, they can beat anybody, anybody, Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, anybody, anywhere. But those nights are few and far between for anybody. So what's their kind of baseline average, you know, normal, where are they? They're not as good as Michigan. And it's not just because Luka Garza missed 12 shots he normally hits. They are not as good as Gonzaga. Baylor, I need to see Baylor come back from COVID here a little bit uh, in a few more games than, you know, eking out a win over a bad Iowa State team. But is Iowa as good as Ohio State? Are they on that level? We'll find out Sunday, I think. Um, And, you know, I don't want to make sweeping judgments based on just one game, but Iowa clearly isn't better than Michigan. I don't think they're better than Ohio State. I think they are about as good as Illinois. And I think that's very good and and better than the rest of the Big Ten, which is a good, deep conference. Um, So I guess that's, you know, depending on what kind of your expectations are slash were, um, if you need to adjust those a little bit, I would suggest doing that now. Um, I know expectations change day to day, game to game. I continue to do so. If Iowa wins Sunday and and wins out, wins these next three, and and heads into the the Big Ten tournament with a head of steam, I'll feel differently. I'm sure. You don't want to make too too big of statements on a night like this where you just got your ass kicked. Um, but I think it's clear that this team is not elite. Um, are they among the you know top? five to 10 teams in the country? Maybe. Are they among the top 10 to 20? Maybe. I think they're no worse than that. And so they're in, in one of those groups and we'll find out, I guess, over these next few weeks where exactly they are. Doesn't make tonight any easier. This really sucks. Um, and again, Michigan just, they look like a really good team and a really good program. And this is why being in the Big Ten is so tough. And this is why years like this, you really feel like you need to capitalize on. um, Because Iowa has to have a generational team just to compete with teams, programs like Michigan and normally Michigan State. And what Illinois is turning into and what Ohio State has been. You know, Um, so... You hope they can capitalize on these next few games. Still a lot there. Everything's still out there, right? Except the Big Ten Championship, but that wasn't out there anyway. Um, 
you know, I had this thought like, oh, you know, it'd be cool to see Michigan tonight and then get him again in the Big Ten tournament. I don't, I don't want that anymore. I don't want to play Michigan. I don't want to play Baylor. I don't want to play Gonzaga. I do not want to play those teams. I don't want to like see how we measure up. I don't want to like have the challenge. <laughs> I don't want it. I want no part of it. I want to wait as long as we can to see those teams. I want to get the other one seed. You know, win out here, get the other one seed, so that you don't have to play those teams until until the final four. Anyway, that's it. Um, I'll I'll be back Sunday. Hopefully, the Hawks will be here Sunday. Hopefully, we get good news about Jack Nunji. Thoughts for that kid. And, you know, tomorrow's another day. Thank you for listening. Go Hawks.